0: I'm, I'm going to get started. Um, a, as you all know, um, Shemitah just came to an end a couple of days ago uh, when it just passed Rosh Hashanah, so Shemitah has already ended. Um, and um, for farmers, that means is that the Shemitah is over. Um, the, the, they're allowed to work on their lands, um, and the, the regular, you know, what we think of, the Halachas of Shemitah don't apply anymore. Um, but a number of the Halachas of Shemitah do continue um, into the into the year after Shemitah, which is where we're holding right now. Uh, and um, one of them is actually something that's going to be in this week's parsha, not directly related to Shemitah, um, and that is that the, the mitzvah of hakel, um, in a time when they counted Yavu, they had a mitzvah of hakel on the sukkahs after Shemitah, that unfortunately we're not going to have this year. Um, but one group of halachas, that, and there's a, there are little halachas about vegetables, there are special rules of svikh and a little bit that apply after Shemitah ends, but by and large, um, vegetables that are harvested after um, Rosh Hashanah are, do not have any restrictions on them, they don't have Kedushah Shvi'ahs, there are no special rules to them. Um, but what does apply is fruits. Um, the, the, the way the Halakos of Shemitah work is that fruits that grew um, a certain amount during Shemitah, they, they had a certain main part of their growth during Shemitah, those fruits have Kedushah But They have Kedushah um regardless of when they get harvested. And therefore, for example, um, wine that from the grapes that grew during Shemitah, will will come to market in the next couple of months, and then will be around for a couple of years afterwards, um, as they stay around on the market, and those will all have the special rules of Kedush HaShvi'as, and what we're going to talk about today, uh, is that for fruits, also most fruits are included in this din, and they come to, when they had their main growth during Shemitah, and they when they come to market at the end of Shemitah or into the next year, they continue to have Kedush HaShviyas. As an example, dates um, from Shemitah first came to market only a couple of days before um, Rosh Hashanah, and so as of that day they started having Kedush HaShviyas, and they have kedusha HaShviyas for for many months, as long as they stay on the market, they will have Kedush HaShviyas. We're we're specifically talking about the Dalad Minim, Uh, coming up to Sukkot now, Dalad Minim, which is for many people in Hutzar, that's their, their only chance that they see produce from Eretz We're going to talk about the conditions for those um, for those different items. Okay, so we'll start with the simplest one. Um, the simplest of the Dalad Minim, as far as it relates to Shmita, is the Arava. Now we, we rarely get Arava from Eretz so we don't really have so much of a question. But the truth is that Arava is, um, as we say, as the madrashim say that rubber has no smell and no taste, so an Aravah is just a plain piece of wood, and it for sure has no Kedusha Shvi'as to it. So there may be rules about what farmers can do as far as growing and taking care of their Aravahs, uh, but as far as people who have them, there's, there's absolutely no restrictions or them at all relating um, to Aravahs from Shemitah. Okay, so that's really the simplest one. Okay, the, our, our next one to talk about um, is going to be um, the Havasim. Um, now, Hadassim, when, when people first think about a, whether a Hadass has Kedusha Shriyas or doesn't have Kedusha Shriyas, the, 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 the natural first reaction everybody has is that, well, of course, Hadassim have no Kedusha Shriyas, because Hadassim, you don't eat Hadassim, they're not edible, so most people would assume that they don't have Kedusha Shriyas. Um, in fact, there, there, are, there is a possible reason why it should have Kedusha Shriyas, and that is that the Ushalmi asks uh, whether something that is meant for fragrance it's grown specifically, not to eat, but it's grown for fragrance, whether that should or should not have Kedush HaShvi'ez. Uh, and Yushalmi doesn't answer that question, it leaves it hanging. Um, and the Chazinus the says that one should be one should be machmir about that question, and assume that um, that items that are grown specifically for fragrance do have Kedush Um And of course, an, an example of that is our um, Hadassim. Uh, Hadassim are Used by people um, specifically um, for the, for the smell of it. Think of like you know there are svarim who use it every matzoh shabbos for their bishaman. Um and so it's it's something that's used for it's used for fragrance. And therefore, there actually is a basis in this yesham. The is not talking about hadassim, but certain flowers such as hadassim that are meant specifically for fragrance sh- potentially have kedushas shvius. Okay, so uh, so for now, now hearing that, we would say that there would be a concern of uh, kedushas shvius. For hadassim, of course, we get many hadassim for as well. However, the Er um has a reason to think that there should not be kedushas Okay, The Er Simech, uh, in all places of, of all places, is in Hilchas paraduma, and he's talking about the following: the the Mishnah says that one of the things you use when you make a paraduma is an esov, a certain bush, a, a branch from a certain bush, and the thing is, things that are used for things that are used for the paraduma need to be tar. to to a much higher standard of tahara than we usually are accustomed to. And the deal, therefore, is if the azoid had been taken off the ground to be used um, as a food-type item, then, and it even got it all wet, it already becomes too tummy to be able to use for paraduma. Even just getting wet is already enough to make it not fit for paraduma. But if you had cut it off the ground just to um, use it as a piece of wood, just as a branch, as a, as a twig, then it, it is. Then the fact that it got wet does not affect it, and it could be used for the paraduma. So the Mishnah says, what happens if the person cut it off, but not for either of those purposes, but he cut it off in order to use it for, um, cut it off to use it for the mitzvah, for the paraduma? Um, then the is. The Mishnah says is that it is considered to be a non-food item, and even if it gets wet, it stays tar. So the Arsameh says, you see from there. That if something is cut specifically to take it off to be specifically to be used for a mitzvah, then um, it has it does not have it, it doesn't have the status of a food it doesn't have the status it doesn't have the status of a food means um, it doesn't have the status of a food means that it won't become for this it means it won't become tummy for our purposes it means it shouldn't have kedusha either. So If so, he doesn't talk specifically about Hadassin. Um, we'll s- see what he speaks about in a second, but he speaks about, he says, therefore, items that are cut off with the intention of uh, using them for the Mitzvah do not have Kedusha Shriyas, and therefore, um, that should apply, basically, to all of our Hadassin. The Hadassin that we have, not, not the Hadassin that someone would buy in a, in a florist, or Hadassin someone would use for the The Hadassin we buy for the sukkah, obviously, we cut off for the Mitzvah. And according to Zarsimeth, they would have no, they would have no, they would have no, Kedush, would have no Kedusha to it. So, um, there are many who rely on it, um, and there, there are, between these two reasons, there are many who rely and assume that the Hadassin that they get, even from Eretz Yisrael, excuse me, do not have Kiddushushvites to them. So, I, I guess you can go either way of this. Um, this, this is that, those are the parts of the question. First of all, should it maybe have Kiddushushvites because it's intended for fragrance, and even if it does have, but theoretically Kedusha Shriyus, does it have Kedusha Shriyus when it is cut of specifically mitzvah. Okay. Now we move on to what's the most... Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, before I move on, let me skip for a second. Um, uh, to go to a Lulav, um, the question of whether a Lulav from Eretz Yisrael should have Kedusha Shri's. Um So if, if you were to just open up a Gemara Sukkah, uh, you would definitely walk away with the impression that a Lulav um, has Kedusha Shviya's to it. Um, the, 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 the Gemara talks about that the love and have Kedusha Shviya's The Gemara doesn't even bothered that there's a mission that talks about how you get an esrig on Shemitah without transferring money to the wrong person. Um, we'll talk about a little bit more about that in a second. And the Gemara says, um, the Gemara strongly gives the impression that a Lulav has Kedusha Shviya's to it. Um, and the, what would be the reason for a Lulav to have Kedusha Shviya's? A Lulav also... Nobody eats luluf. Nobody eats those branches. So the reason why a luluf should potentially have Kedusha Shvi'as is because, for Shemitah, not only do food items have Kedusha Shvi'as, but also Michael Behemoth, things that animals eat, also have Kedusha Shvi'as. And on top of that, there's another thing. Anything which the use of the item also is the way you it gets destroyed while you use it. The commercials are Ha'ana also when you, you use it and you, while you use it, it gets destroyed. That item also has Kedusha sweets, even though it's not a food item at, at all. So, um, the Rashi explains there that uh, a lulu branch, a palm branch, when it opens up, can be used as a broom. And as a broom, when you sweep with the broom, the use of the broom is happens together with it getting worn out. And therefore, it, it should have Kadushah Um So, the Gevar, the simple reading of the Gemara is that Aluluf does have Kadushah Shaviz. So to the point that the Ramam, who does not say that Aluluf has Kadushah Shaviz, the, the first will speak about why doesn't he say that? Why doesn't he tell us that Aluluf has Kadushah Shaviz? And there's this back and forth, uh, different opinions whether Aluluf does or does not have Kadushah Whether what the Ramam really holds, whether he does or doesn't have Kadushah Um And. Um, the, the, there's an interesting thing in Rav Kapach's uh, version of the uh, Pierre Shanias of the he brings that the Rambam and his Pirasham Shanias on that Mishnah first wrote one explanation as to why, uh, one reason as to why uh, Lulub in the Mishnah doesn't have tradition. That reason was more uh, consistent with what, with what the Gemara says. And then it was crossed out and in his own handwriting um, it's written on the side, uh, a different reason as to why um, he thinks it doesn't have to do shishviz. And yes, there's a back and forth discussion of whether the Ramah holds it or doesn't hold of it, but in and Isa it's not relevant to us because Rosh Hashem Erbach says, he says, listen, he says that whole discussion, the whole beginnings, is because it works with an assumption that people take their uh, palm branches and make brooms out of them. But that's not something that any regular people do nowadays. I mean, it, it, by no means is that the common way to use uh, uh, palm branch nowadays. And, and for us, it's basically just a piece of wood. And mela nowadays, it wouldn't have Kedushchev spheres. So, so it's a theoretical question, in the whether in those days it, it should have had Kedushchev spheres. But nowadays, for us, it for sure does not have Kedushchev spheres. Um, that's an assumption that people work with, that the love they get from marriage control, um don't have any Kedushchev spheres. Um... So we work with that. Rosh speaks about whether that same rule should apply to food items. What would it be if there was a food item that people don't very much of, um, but in, in a rule which is an, a non-food item, he says it, it's really clear um, that if nobody uses it anymore as a, nobody uses it anymore in a way that would be hanasa b'urim shava. Then it does not have Kadusha shmiyus. Okay. So that leaves us with just one, um, just one of the minimum. The Esri, which is again the most famous one, is the question of should it or should not have kedusha shviyos. So, uh, as I mentioned, the mission talks about an eshrit has kedusha shviyos. The obvious reason why um, an eshrit has kedusha is because it's edible. Um, think of you know going to the fruit store buying lemons, or people make ester jam out of it. Um, in other countries, particularly, they use it all the time. So it has sh- it, it is assumed to have kedusha shviyos, and there is there is a as to which Esri has Kedusha Shvi'as, we work with the assumption that the Iqra hadim is, that the Esri that grew during Shemitah that has Kedusha Shvi'as, that is to say, the Esri we have for this year, but there is a Sheikah of the that says, that it also has Kedusha Shvi'as if it was harvested during Shvi'as, which would mean is, that last year, the Esri could have had Kedusha Shvi'as, also, um, although the din does not, it's not like the people are Machner, and they, have, they don't, they, they'll harvest last year's Esri a year ago, they harvested their Esritim before Shemitah started to avoid that problem. Okay? But we are holding today, with the Esritim we have, would, that comes from marriage would have grown during Shemitah and had Kedush Um So now, the, the first question we have, the, the first thing we have to just mention is, that if a person were to get an Esritim from someone who did not keep the Halachas of Shemitah, he got an Esritim um, from someone who was not, he was not being particular to follow the regular dinam of Shemitah, uh, as an example, if I'm, if I'm a person who would not accept the kula's that come along with the hetem of but the farmer did, so the farmer grew the, the esric and um, did not treat it at all with Kedusha's, he didn't treat it in the way he was supposed to, he didn't grow it and harvest it and take possession of it in the way he should have, according to my way of seeing it. Then, um, the thing is, that esrig. although he may have done the wrong thing, that esrig remains kosher for the mitzvah. Um, but we'll see in a second. There are restrictions about like, buying that esteric. But the Esriq itself remains kosher for Okay, but most of the Esriq we're going to see here in Chicago, well, lots of them, we've spoken to some of the merchants, lots of them are going to be coming from, um, lots of the Esriq we're going to see are going to be coming from chutzlarks. They don't have any sh- uh, shmikah questions at all. But, the merchants also told us that most of them said they will be carrying um, Esriq from control. So, the those estrogen that we're going to see are primarily not going to be ones from farmers who did not keep Shemitah, or from farmers who rely on het the Hethamichirah, but rather we're going to see estrogen that are from Oitzherbesen. What's an Oitzherbesen? means the following. If during Shemitah, um, fruits and vegetables that grow are hefker. So that means if someone has oranges growing in their backyard, um, or in their farm, they have, you know, a hundred orange trees, then those oranges are hefker, and anybody who wants to can take them. Uh, which is wonderful. Everyone can go take them. Well, the thing is that it's a little inconvenient, or a little inefficient to say, that the oranges are hefty and everyone can take them, when, especially nowadays, people don't live out by the farm. So the farmer's neighbors can all take an orange or two, but basically most of the oranges are going to go to rot, and everyone else is going to have what to eat. So, what the Deceptor says is, what you could do is, you could set up the best, and the, the community can set up a range for someone to collect all the oranges from the field, take all those oranges and bring them to town where the people who want them will be able to eat them. So, for example, if the, the farmer he, he has his farm and he has a uh, hundred orange trees, someone can come along, take the oranges off the tree, put them into boxes and ship them into the neighborhood, so the people in the neighborhood can have oranges to eat um, during Shemitah. Uh, and that's called an a a, a store storehouse. bezin holds on all these things for everybody and they distribute them For free. The fruit is free because it's Hefger. It it was The produce. It's for free. Well, even though the fruit is for free, but Besden is allowed to charge for their expenses that they had in bringing those fruits to town, to the market. So, for example, if Besden hired someone to harvest them, and then they put them into boxes, and they hired someone to truck them into town, and they hired someone in town to stand there and, give out, you know, give out the fruit and, you know, hand them out to everybody. All those, all those expenses, Besden couldn't recoup. Um, and in fact, nowadays it's become very popular, more and more popular each Shemitah, that they use Ötzer Bestin. And what they'll do is, the the, the Besdin will actually hire the farmer himself to be their representative. So the farmer who can't work his field on Shemitah, it gives him a chance to make some money. Um, they can hire him to do that kind of work. Plus, the farmer is, of course, the one who's most suited. He knows very well how to harvest and package and deliver fruit. That's what he does every all the time. So he's, he's a great candidate to be that. Um, so, in fact, um, the Besan will hire those people, and those people will um, work for the Besan. So the Besan hires all these people, collects all the fruit, and sends them off to the people. And... Um, and that's called, that's called an Urch of And in Urch Israel, it doesn't happen just for sook, because it happens all the time. Bezden harvests a certain fruit, brings it to town, and makes it available to people at whatever price they do. So, the first, and, and that's the, 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 lots of the Israeli, that's Israel, we're going to see, are going to be coming through some sort of an urchin of Excuse me. So, the first question to be raised is, that, no, so before I go on to my question. Those fruit, of course, have Kedusha Shmias. They grew during Shemitah, they grew in Eretz they, they have Kedusha Shmias in the question, The first question you have to ask is, that the din is that a person is not allowed to export Perish Shmias out of Eretz Yisrael. You're not allowed to... One of the rules of, of Kedusha Shmias is that the produce has to stay in Eretz Yisrael. So, how is it that we will ever see... Um, have condition from eutzer and when one of the rules the medicine should have is that you can't export that produce. Um, it's actually a very serious question. Chazanish Taka was and said you should not, you should in fact not, a person may take one out for themselves, but there shouldn't be mass exporting of them. Um, others are making and saying you can only export them if you're going to, if the merchants will take the Esreitim and bring them back to Eretz Yisrael in time for the Be'er, we'll talk about Be'er in a second, bring them back to Eretz Yisrael before the Be'er, for our purposes, beer is the beginning of Shvat, bring them back to Eretz Yisrael. Um, and others, are make you can do it no matter what. You can just export them for the mitzvah. It's okay to do that. Um, now, when we spoke to some of the mer- when we spoke to the merchants, a number of them are getting produce from Eretz Yisrael. None of them offered a service to bring the asharim back to Eretz Yisrael after service. Now maybe we didn't we didn't speak to everybody, but the ones who we spoke to did not offer any such option that a person can give it back. So, the middle day, they're not, you day, know, they're not satisfying that middle opinion. Um, they're obviously not satisfying the Chazanesh, and obvious, we, we will take it at the most lenient opinion that says that you can take it out of yourself, even just for the mitzvah. Now, whether they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, the merchants, whether they're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, doesn't make a difference, so to speak, doesn't make a difference to us, in the sense that the Esrik for sure remains kosher to use for the mitzvah. If it already got here to Chicago, we could use it for the mitzvah, uh, again, the merchant and all the people involved may have done the wrong thing, but from our perspective, there's still, um, the estric still remains Kasha. Now, a question we need to ask now is that, okay, so we have our Estric and we came from the Eucharist Besdin. Now, if Besdin um, prepared estrogen for all these people, Besdin is allowed to recoup that cost, So they they had a farmer who took care of the field before it grew, and then he harvested it, and then he packaged it, and he shipped it all the way here. He put it into little boxes, and he shipped it all the way here to Chicago. And then someone here locally took the S-rig, and he put them up, and he opened the store. All these people are allowed to be paid for their services that they did. Um, The question is that that's fine, And let's say the the cost for all that service was $30. Make up a number. It was $30 for all that service. So we pay nothing for the fruit. The fruit is half We pay $30 for the service of all that work that went into getting the Esri to my door. The question is, if so, all the Esriqim should go for the same price. All the Esriqim that are being sold all have the same amount of effort to produce them. It doesn't cost more to um, ship a gorgeous Esri than to ship a Chimet Esri. They're all the same. What's the difference? If it costs, if, if the number is $30 it takes to get it all the way from there to here, then they should all be one price. Um, and, and now, realistically, we're not going to see that. We're not going to see one price. In fact, most of the merchants told us that there's going to be a full range of prices. So, place can say that for, for different reasons for Besant to function, the Price is, one price is not realistic. They can't just have one price. If, if the price for every asset would be $30, well, no, no, that's not a good example. If the price for every asset would be $50, then there are some people who would buy them in a second because they used to pay more than that, and some people who wouldn't buy them at all. They, they really wouldn't sell after a certain. Some people want to pay only $30 for their chinech ester. Um, so realistically, Besin can't just charge one flat price. And they say it's okay to charge a number of prices. Um, but a way of preserving the idea that we're not charging for the fruit, well, the better estrogen is not charging more because, it's, because the fruit is better, because we're not allowed to charge more for a fruit that the one over the other, because really, really, the fruit itself is half better. We're only charging it to help beds recoup its cause. Therefore, the, the right way to do it is that the estrogen should come in closed boxes which is to say the Esri should come sealed, and say, you know, it could be in different groups. It could be a Sug Aleph Esri, and a Sug Beis Esri, and a Chilich Esri, or however many groups you want to make, but the the fact that people get to choose, I want this one instead of that one, um, takes away from the fact that they're not supposed to be paying for the fruit. They're only supposed to be paying for all this labor, and labor-wise, there's no difference between the the first one and the second one. They both have the same amount of effort going to them. um, So it's very, it's not such a great system to have in open boxes. In fact, most of the merchants here told us that they will be using open boxes, and you can pick whichever one you want to. Um, some archipensants do not do that. They actually come already sealed. Um, I know one person in a different city who's doing that. I'm sure there are others as well. And um, they come grouped. But in, within the group, it's sealed, and you don't get to, so to speak, choose which one you want to. Okay. So one last point before we get to some of the details of how to deal with this S-ray, is I had mentioned to you that the arsenal says that if something is picked specifically for the Mitzvah, then it um, doesn't, have, doesn't have Kedusha spheres to it. So he asked himself, me, he said, how can I tell you if you pick it for the Mitzvah it doesn't have Kedusha spheres If so, an Esrit, that our Esritim shouldn't have Kedusha Shviz. Uh If a person picked the Esrit specifically to use in the Mitzvah, how can it, how, how it have Kedusha spheres when it was picked for the Mitzvah? Now, in other words, the case in the Gemara, maybe he was talking about a person who just happened to have an estrogen in his backyard, and pulled one off, and happened to be selling it to someone else, maybe, but how could it, what, what about for us, realistically, all of our Israelites are picked up specifically for the mitzvah, so if, if he was right, that somebody picked for the mitzvah has no Kedush Shavis, then that should be the same theory also. So, so he answers that the, there's a Gemara that's sukkah, um, that's Lamed Val, Lamed Hay, that sukkah, that's talks about, not exactly, but basically that says that an esri, in order to be kosher for the mitzvah, needs to be edible, needs to be allowed to eat it. So he says, when a person picks an esri off for the mitzvah, they are inherently picking it off to be a food item. Because it's one of the requirements of an eserig that it be a food item. So when I say I'm picking it off for the mitzvah, and I'm picking it off for food, it's the same thing. Picking it for the mitzvah has an element of picking it for food also, and therefore it has to Okay, so let, let's move on. Um, I will I will mention, as a little side point, um, which is, there is a um not in Shvi'as, in, I believe it's in Arlo, that asks whether trees that were planted specifically for the Mitzvah have Kedusha Shvi'as, and it leaves it hanging. Seemingly um, would seemingly remark on that, because, or else, we wouldn't have Kedusha Shvi'as to it. Okay, so let's let's go on now to say we have our Esri, Um of our four meaning, we have our Esraim that has Kedusha Shviya's to it. What are the dynum that apply to this Esraim that has the Kedusha Shviya's to it? Okay, so, the first thing is, that, um, because we're getting our Esraim from Eutche Besden, that means is, there are no restrictions on how you pay for that Esraim. What I mean to say is like this, Bezden... Besden, and their representatives, including the person in the store locally, who's selling is a representative of Besden, the, those people have uh, an amount that they're allowed to charge in order to recoup their expenses, but they're not charging anything for the fruit itself, and therefore, um, there, there are no restrictions on the money. What, what, what kind of restrictions would there be? Well, the first is, uh, well, the, the main, the issue is, the reason why there should be restrictions are that If I buy something that has Kedusha Shvi'as to it, and I give the person a dollar for that item that has Kedusha Shvi'as, then the dollar that I gave also absorbs Kedusha Shvi'as. So now, not only does the food that I buy have Kedusha Shvi'as, but so does the dollar. If the person takes that dollar and buys himself a yarmulke with it, that yarmulke now... Oh, now the yamka has Kedusha shvius It actually goes off the money, transfers to the yarmulke. If the guy trades in that yarmulke for, a, for a, a banana, now the banana has a Kedusha shvius, the yarmulke does not. So, the, the, when a person pays money for something with Kedusha shvius, the money and everything bought with the money will have Kadusha shvius, And therefore, the government says, you can't buy something from an Amaretz, from someone who's not going to be careful. You can't buy it from him, something Shmik'edek, from him, because... Then he will have this dollar in his hand that he's not going to be used. He may not use in the way that he's supposed to. And not, he's not going to treat it with conditional shvius. So therefore, you're not allowed to pay cash, and you have to either pay it on credit, which would be for us nowadays you need to buy it on a credit card or use a check. The place can say you can use a check also. You either you have to buy it on credit, so there's no cash tra- changing hands for the fruit, or. Um, you have to buy it law, you have to buy it together with something else, which is what the, the Gema- mission talks about there, which is that you buy the Luluv and the Esrit comes along with it, so the money is not specifically for the esri. Okay, So those are dinners that apply if a person actually pays for something with Kedusha Shriyus. He actually pays for an Esrit that has But nowadays, when we buy the Ötzer bezin, remember, we're not paying for the fruit. It has Kedusha Shvi'as. We're paying for all the labor and the materials that were required to get that fruit to me, to make it grow and bring it to me. But I'm not paying anything for the fruit itself. And therefore, the money that I pay for the fruit has no Kedusha Shvi'as to it. Um, and the, and the, there are no restrictions. I don't have to buy by law. So some, uh, some people, you know, can still remember back to paying and saying I'm buying the essring and I'm getting the lula with it. Um, there are no such restrictions. And in fact, the the merchants we spoke to said, yeah, they would all take cash. Uh, they were totally not um, thinking that there's any restrictions, which is correct. If they're buying from the Itzibez, and there are no restrictions on that, um, on, on the way they use the money. Okay. The next is um, the the fruit has kedusha to it, and therefore it means is that onchmeta, I'm sorry, Anshkos and even if the a person needs to treat it with Kedusha, with a certain respect, and more particularly, a person can't do anything that would take away from the it being usable or edible. So, that means is, that means is, if I take, uh, if I take my Esrit, I, when I took this is this over, the echo I did is, if I want to, on a regular year, when I finish my Esrit, I throw in the garbage. Okay? Um, I would not be allowed to do the Nashmita, that would not be, first of all, that would not be the respect for the, for the for it to put into the garbage, and also is that it makes it not edible. Once I throw it to the garbage with all the other things that are not, that are not nice or not desirable, nobody would want to eat this estrogen after that. Okay? And for the same money, I can't take the estrogen, stick it into a boiling hot spot where it's going to shrivel up very quickly, because, again, I'm making it not edible. So I have to be careful to, do th- to not do anything that would take away from the, the, the so to speak, respect of it, or to make it not edible. But I don't have to do things to preserve it. So I ha- I can't, I don't have to actively try to keep it from spoiling. So, for example, I don't have to take it and put it into the refrigerator. Or well, there are people who will, you know, uh, close into the side of their estuary to keep it from, from keeping beautiful for many months afterwards. I don't have to do that. I don't have to consciously try to keep it from spo- spoiling. But, excuse me, but I'm not allowed to do anything that would make it get ruined. Uh, and therefore, that means that, that means as follows: um, when let, let's say, during Shemitah, I use my extra bag regular, when Shemitah ends, um, I can leave it on the counter or in, my, in, in the box so that it can dry out. That's fine. I'm allowed to do that. Um, if I, I do not require it, as I said, to stick the clothes into it. Um, but I, and I, I can just leave it as is. Now, come the time that it actually dries out, comes the time that it's completely withered and dried out that nobody would want to eat it or no one could eat it, then it has no more condition to it. At that point, I can dispose of it like any other year. I can... We'll throw it in the garbage. Get from the hilchus if away. Throw it in the garbage, um, and there's no problem once that happens. Now, but if if if, for example, the person had taken their esrig, stuck in clothes all over it, so that it doesn't rot. Now he wasn't required to do that, but he chose to do that. Then, if he comes a week after Sukkot, he would not be able to pull those clothes out because doing that will cause them to rot. If a person had taken an esrig and stuck it into a sealed container. I've seen people do that also. Stick into a sealed container so there's no air, and the estrogen doesn't rot. Well, if he put it into the container, he wasn't required to do that. But once he did it, he can't open that up now, because doing that is causing it to get ruined. Okay, so if the person chooses to do something to preserve it, once, once Sukkot is ending, or at some point on Sukkot, now he's not allowed to undo that, because that would be causing it to get ruined. Okay, so now, what what are the rules? What would be the dinner of my person? I have my Esri gift to Sukkos. As I said, you don't have to do anything to preserve it, but you shouldn't ruin it either. So, a person can use it in whatever is considered the typical ways of using um, a fruit. Each fruit in its own way. Whatever the typical way. Some foods are cooked or not cooked or, you know, eat raw. You peel them. However, you do, the typical ways of using it, you can use it. For an estuary, one of the common ways people would use it is to make uh, jelly or jam out of it, um, which would be okay. Um, make you're, you are i'm not make you are allowed to do that that's considered a typical use for you, you're allowed to do that uh, if somebody wants to do that or any of the other uses they need to just talk it through with that rub beforehand because um, because the 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 there are dimming to be conscious of when you're doing that, which is to say as you cook it to make sure you don't waste or ruin any of it but with limits to how much you have to be careful. For example, if you cooked it up in a pot, how much you have to be careful about the leftovers that are in that pot that are there to not waste them uh, while they're still edible. Um, So if a person's going to be doing that, they need to speak it up with somebody. Uh, But it is within reason to do that. We'll say a little more details in a second. Now, there are some other uses that people have for estrogen. Rabbi Ries told me he's been asked by a number of people have told him that they use their Esraegim to make um, whiskey out of it. Um, there's actually a Shailah in... Rabbi Ries, he brings a Shailah about whether you can make whiskey out of um, things from Shemitah. Um, seemingly, you should be allowed to, if that's a typical use. Um, there aren't that many uses for Esraegim, but this is one of them, and it's, it's a question. The, the Shailah is, you may be not allowed to turn it from a food into a, into a drink. That's a question he speaks about. Um... But if a person has a, a use that's considered a typical use, um, again, jam is, is the most typical, then they're allowed to do that. What they what they need to keep in mind with all these, with these things is that the, the mitzvah of beer, I had mentioned earlier the mitzvah of beer. What's the mitzvah of beer? The mitzvah of beer is that when a, the, Paris, the produce of Shemitah is happier and anyone can take it. If, and, and, and I can take as many as I want to. If I walk into the field and I want a, a dozen oranges, that's fine, I'm allowed to take what I want to until the time that there are no more available out in the field, for, uh, at a, to reach a certain point that there are basically nothing left in the field, at that point, I'm not allowed to hold on to uh, any significant amount of fruit. I'm allowed to keep mushroom shells. shudas, uh, a tiny amount I'm allowed to keep for myself, but the rest of it, basically, I can't have, you know, uh, boxes and boxes of the stuff in my house. So when it comes to that time, when the time of beer comes for the fruit, I'm required to go out and make it hefker and make it available, That anybody who wants to could take it. I can take some of it also, but I have to make it hefker that it's available for people to take. So, um, the, not only do I have to make it hefker, I'm supposed to do that in Eretz Yisrael. So that means is that um, when the time of beer comes, the time of beer for Esrugim is assumed to be Rishchidosh Shvat. This year, that's January 11th of 2016. So when it comes that day, when it comes the beginning of Shvat, if my Esrug is still edible, well, my estrogen is estrogen jam, which is edible. Well, my estrogen is a preserved estrogen because I stuck pieces of cloves into it or I turned it into whiskey. I did something that makes it that this estrogen is still edible, then um, that I'm required to do beer on that estrogen. Yeah, I can't do beer on that estrogen. I shouldn't, I should say. I shouldn't do beer on that estrogen here in Chicago. So what I have to do is, if I'm going to be making estrogen jam, I have to think about how I make it Questions, but to make sure you don't ruin it or waste it by making it. While I eat it, I have to make sure I don't waste it either. So, well, I have to think about that, if I, if I put jam on my bread, and I don't finish the bread, I have to think about, what do I do to... I can't throw that in the garbage until it gets inedible. But then also, if I didn't finish all of the jam or the whiskey or, or whatever before Rosh Hashanah, then I have to make arrangements that that estrogen should go back to as well. So, it's something worth bearing in mind... Obviously, if it comes from Swedish swad, and you still have it, uh, but maybe even more so, a person who's thinking about making one of these food items has to plan ahead and say, if I'm going to be making Esther jam out of, my, out of my estrogen when sukkah's ends, then, realistically, will I be able to finish it before the time of beer comes? Or if I won't be able to, do I have some way of getting it back to swallow And, and you know... I, I can't, I'm not just going to leave it in the airport, I have to think of a way to do it, to get it to Eretz and do the midst of beer, so that's something that's worth thinking about, when a person sits down in the surface and says, okay, you know what, let's, let's stick this into a container, and we'll keep it air-tight and it won't get ruined. Um, okay, we'll, have a, we'll keep our Shemitah S-rate forever. Well, it's not going to be really forever, because eventually it is going to have to go back, um, particularly if someone has a number of them, they will have to go back um, and be brought to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, that's all that I have to say. Does anyone have any questions? Okay, take it with
1: it. Go ahead. Can I throw in a question? Sure. Yeah, with regards to uh, the <laughs> Sregium that are coming from RetroSol and whether they're from Otsabesden or from um, some other mechanism of <laughs> alternative to Otsabesden, to what
0: other options? Could there be out there forest for Swan from parachutes? Okay. There, there's there's three choices that I can think of. There's archibesin, that's the most common that we're gonna see. There are some fruits that will have grown as from farmers who rely on the Hetemakira. Um from the farmer's perspective, um, there were no restrictions on what he could there were very few restrictions on what he could do, and the, that as from for those who accept the Hetemakira that food does not have Kedusha Shvi'is. He can export it, he can sell it to you, he can, he can do whatever he wants to There are no restrictions on it from the perspective of someone who accepts the Hetham If that eshek was to come to someone who does not accept the Hetham he would be allowed to use it for the mitzvah, but he would treat it with Kedusha Shvi'is. He would treat it as with all the restrictions of Kedusha Shvi'is, including that he can't pay for it with cash and things like that, because it's a full you know, Kedusha Shvi'is to it. Um, so that's a, that's a middle case where the farmer, the, the seller, didn't consider it to have kedushas Shvi'as, and the buyer potentially would. And the third case is if you'd find someone who didn't hold to the Hetham Mechira, didn't do the Hetham he just had Esrachim. Well, I mean, if, if, I, if you lived in some place and you have an Esrachim tree growing in your backyard, and <coughs> you did what the Torah said, you made it Hefkar, you said anyone could take it. Well, that fruit clearly has kedushas Shvi'as to it, and there, in that case, even the farmer didn't think that it doesn't have Kedush trees. Not the, the middle case. The middle case, the farmer relied on the Hattimahira. Here, the farmer is happily tells you that it's half-grant, everyone can use it. It's not part of any kulas. Any that for sure has Kedush trees to it. Um, and then the regular rules apply to it, Um let me address What well, I don't understand is
1: that there was a recent I mean, I, 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 you know, forgive me for asking a question about a different organization, but there was a recent memo that went out from the RCA and the OU indicating that the Sagan this year, because they have Kedisha spheres, uh should be purchased together with the Arbaminian
0: and not by themselves. Okay, that couldn't be... I'm hearing... That wouldn't be talking... I, don't, I, I didn't see this, I'm sorry. Um, that would not be talking right. about the urtzer ones. ones. Um, ones that are from urtzer don't, the money that you pay is not for the fruit. Doesn't, all those kind of restrictions don't apply. The money you're paying is for labor and boxes and things like that, and there are no restrictions on that. If you were to be buying uh, one from, again, if you were it from someone who sold because he relied on the and you did not want to rely on Hethim then that would be accurate. But if it's, if it's from someone who writes best, then I, I wouldn't understand that language. Thank you. On the yes. Okay.
2: Could you explain why, why you, you spoke critically about uh, selecting, you know, open boxes? So even you said the price grouping is okay, but. Selecting is now, well, what's the problem? Say, well, I can't a person say, look, I don't care what I'm paying for. I'm paying for their effort, I'm paying for the labor. I don't want to... I want an I don't want to pay for the labor for something that I don't want to walk home with.
0: Okay. Why is that a problem? There's, there's, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. So it, it. You won't open up a Shukram and say, don't do that, because there's something wrong with that. But what's wrong is, as soon as the merchant allows people to start doing that, then in essence, or, or in appearance... What's going on here is you're paying for the fruit. I look at two and I say I like that one. How much is it? He says fifty dollars. I said I like that one. How much is it? Seventy-five. And then I make a choice whether I should buy it or not buy it based on the look of it. So then I'm I'm really I'm, or I'm giving at least the impression of buying it based on why how I like the fruit. The fruit is hefker. I'm not paying more because I got a better box. I'm not paying because I like the guy's delivery. I'm paying more because I like the fruit. That. You, I don't. Know, I can't say it is, but it has an appearance of not really moving up to the ultra-Hasid. Right
2: mm-hmm. What are
1: the circumstances where mushrooms sort of have different categories of of a And they have Sagala, subed, sugimel, and people in advance, like here in St. Louis, have to pre-choose which category they want. So they pre-pay for a or for a subbed. but once they pre paid now the can arrives.
0: Within Sook they can choose whichever one they want. Okay, I, I guess that's what Reverend Friedman is trying to say also. Is that within the, if I'm, if I'm paying my $50 for my Sook, whatever I get for $50, then why shouldn't I pick which one I want? I like this one better than that one. Okay, the, the, the reason why price can against it is only because of the appearance of it. Uh, it, it becomes a, you know, a slippery slope of it not really looking like I'm not paying for the food. Uh, you can argue, and, and again, you can see it here, here in Chicago, I don't know what's in St. Louis, here in Chicago the merchants we spoke to are not using closed boxes. Um, and I guess that's what they're thinking. Is like, what's the difference? Once, I, once, I'm, once I'm charging for all the labor, blah, 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 then why shouldn't I break it up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, another question? Go ahead. It, it,
2: when, you, when you said that um, if the... Um, uh, one second... Right, right. He said, if he said, obviously, there, you know, there are three possibilities. Either you can't export them, either you can export them on the that they're going to be returned, or, or stop them, whatever. So he said, obviously, they're not keeping the first. And, uh, at least in Chicago, the people, at least the people you spoke are not keeping the second. So he said, okay, but he said, well, that doesn't affect you, you know, the, the consumer doesn't affect you. But did you mean, I mean, is there any, if, if the consumer buys it, is he off the hook from trying to return it? Because just is the mocha, Already well, exported it, can
0: he say, well, you did the problem, you could push them enough last that's it's not my problem, or now it's my problem, so if I have it in my possession. So, no, the, the thing is that if a person has um, perishrius out of Ertisol, he's not required to send them back. You don't have a missive to bring them back until beer time, but other than the beer, you're not, if, you got it, if it's out of Ertisol, you don't have to bring it back. All I said was, is that there are those who say, if you bring it, the, if you bring it out of Ertisol with the intention of bringing it back, then you're allowed to do it. So that's a that's a, a judgment of a person taking it out. He may not be over anything because he took it out with the intention of bringing it back. That affects his being able to take it out. But once it got out, there's no means to bring it back. So, so if I have it, however it got here, I have it, I don't have to bring it back. Except, except when it comes to the beer, assuming it's still right. Right, If it's still edible, then, then I have a separate responsibility because of the beer. Okay, there, there is a little question, this I don't have an answer to, which is, the thing does say that if you took something, if it's to show, you're allowed to eat it. It stays kosher. You're allowed to eat it, um, and you don't have to bring it back. But it also says you're not allowed to bring it muckum, muckum. You're not allowed to take it from place to place. So I didn't see any place to explain what that means. And what What are the details of that? Does that mean I can't take it from the the farm store to my house? Does that mean I can't take it from here to sh- to New York? Well, what does it mean I can't take it mukam lemukam in, in chutzpahs? Um, I may be restricted, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't be allowed to move it, I don't know why, a certain amount, um, that that's like an, a, a type of taking it to chutzar's. Um, and I don't, I don't have a handle on what really that means, what, what's, what's the definition of that, mm-hmm. to tell you what you can and can't do, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Any more questions?
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, in my, in my, in my, in my last question, I mean, because, uh, Hadassim, you know, you spoke about uh, his, his study hat there, but uh, the Muslims say that, you know, Balnevich, uh, he and he should be
0: so careful with Hadassim as well. And, so you know uh, what? You know, uh, you uh, know, I didn't no. see people specifically saying that, but at the same time, the, the, uh, on the one child about whether things meant for fragrance have to do with Shaviyas, the Chazinus says, right. you should be machmered about it. That In general, he says, you, sh- you should be machmered. But the other question, okay. what the, what the, what the, our is saying is a Kiddush, so the fact that people don't disagree with him, I don't, I don't know if that's so compelling, you know, um, so. But, okay, he's saying it's Kiddush, we cool, if it's a right. Kiddush, then you'd right. like to have so a problem. according, his, his, the fact that people don't say the opposite of him, does not you know, mean something, you know, doesn't prove, that they didn't seemingly right. it is never been right. so, so, right. so, So if they're not gonna if, like if they don't wrestle with the Kiddush, so then we should be back to say we have a machine
2: like the Venus Makra on, on you know the Verecus and now we should have a uh we yes. should have a
0: problem or yes. Yes. situation yes. that we should treat them with. Potentially, yes. Which okay. would, so what that means okay. is for Hadassim what yes. it means for Hadassim is basically it means is don't throw them out till they dry out. Um, there aren't really people preserving them or trying to keep them around and you know be, uh, a few weeks well, into to, there is, is a few weeks after so, they'll be dried out, at which point you throw them out, you know, burn them with your beer you know. on that, I, I don't believe there's beer for those kind of things. But I, I, I don't know, I don't, didn't check a chart, I don't believe there's beer uh-huh. for those kind of things. Um, but no, it's not someone's going to keep it around, it's not like an ester that will turn into jelly that I'm going to keep around, it's just going to, uh, you know, eventually it'll dry out. Um, but it doesn't mean... Yeah, because it's, I mean, some people, some people actually do, they save them for, they take them off the stick and save them for the and then
2: for, uh, but it for only Sean and Robert. Really? Does it really last a long time? It, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right sure, yeah, out, but it's, yeah. I have, I have a dozen I don't know what you from, but I have a dozen for from many, many years ago, in a glass jar, um, and, uh, yeah. And they keep the fragments so part of my... And they keep the Well, I would admit every every few years we maybe we add a little bit of cloves or we add some new stuff. So I don't I can't tell you exactly how the ones were yeah. ten years ago still smell. But the overall the thing has a raff and I haven't uh, added to it in as long as I can remember now I haven't added anything and it still has a
0: rest Okay, okay. I, I believe you okay. So in which case I can say we keep the it, you know, that's hmm, I don't know if it's from Share <laughs> 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 Okay. Percent. Okay, thank you. No problem. Okay. Thank, Thank you everybody for listening. Have a great day. Okay. Check out. Check out. Thank you very much. Thank you very
2: much. Bye.